How's everyone doing today? It's real cold out, isn't it? It's kind of exciting. I love cold weather. <laughs> All right, show of hands. Who would rather have it be zero or 100? Who are my cold weather people? Zero? All right, couple, a couple. All right, 100, 100, 110. Okay, more of you. Okay, okay, fine. Well, well you're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> so today we are not wrapping up Matthew, but wrapping up Matthew for this year. This is going to be our last series, last talk on Matthew until next year. And this one, I think, is a really good synopsis, a really good kind of small vignette about what we've been talking about in Matthew for quite a while. So let's just kind of read it, and then we'll walk through a little bit. So this is the end of Matthew chapter 12. I will start reading in verse 46. While Jesus was speaking to the crowds, his mother and brother stood outside trying to speak with him. Someone said to him, look, your mother and brothers are outside wanting to speak with you. Jesus replied, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He stretched out his hand toward the disciples and said, look, here are my mother. So I feel like that should be here is my mother. And here are my brothers. Whoever does the will of my father who is in heaven is my brother, sister, and mother. Okay. Th this sounds unsettling, right? You hear that, your first reaction is, oh, oh no, that, that doesn't sound good. This isn't Jesus trying to treat his earthly family harshly. It's not trying to bring down his earthly family at all. That's not the intent here. Rather, it is Jesus highlighting the importance of heavenly family, the importance of the family of God. So, just kind of try to keep that in your head as we walk through, and hopefully as we walk through, you'll be able to see that. This is not Jesus, you know, slamming his earthly family. That's not the intent here. So, before we kind of dive into it a little bit, I want to just stop and reflect on what we know about Jesus' family. And in reality, it's not a lot. You can give a quick Google search, and you will find a ton of different genealogies. These was Jesus' brothers and sisters and such. They're all different, because we just don't know. <laughs> we really have no clue. Did Jesus have any siblings? We think so. Did Jesus have lots, a few, brothers, sisters? We don't know. So if we don't even know really what Jesus' family is composed of, then we don't know Jesus' family's reaction or view on his ministry. Are they around all the time? Are they part of it? We don't know. Do they want nothing to do with it? Is he shunned because of it? Are they worried it's going to bring trouble to the family? We don't know any of this. So I think it's important to not read anything positive or negative about Jesus' family into this interaction here. Because I've seen people take this passage as, well, this means Jesus' family was against his ministry, and so that, that's why he's pushing him away. Like, none of that is in the text. So you have to be very careful to kind of remove that kind of thought process from the text itself. Another thing we don't know is why Jesus' family is trying to talk with him. What do they want? All, all it says is they're trying to speak with him. There are some of the accounts in the, in the other Gospels that maybe give an indication one way or another, but even those are fairly vague, and Matthew's the vaguest of them all. So we don't know what his family wants. All we know is that they want to talk with him. 
So again, we shouldn't read anything positive or negative into it. They just want to talk with him. Another indicator or thing to highlight about family I think is interesting for us to remember is that everyone there, at least a lot of people there, know Jesus' family. You know, look, your mom and your brothers are outside. They know who they are. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. What is Jesus' family? Jesus' family would have looked pretty shady. Because to everyone else, how did Jesus come into be? Through an affair. Because everyone knows Joseph isn't the father. Because remember, we had a quote, this was way, way at the beginning of Matthew when Jesus' ministry is first starting. People say, wait, this is Mary's son doing this. That's not how you would refer to someone. Because everyone knows it's not Joseph's son. So it's a term you probably don't want to use of Jesus. But in the realist way, Jesus is the bastard child of Mary. And everyone there knows it. So just keep that in your head in this discussion of family. Jesus is talking about what is family. All of that is swirling around the heads of everyone there. Everyone has an idea of what they think Jesus' family is. And so as Jesus enters the discussion of family, he's making a distinction between earthly families and spiritual families. So let's start with earthly families. We don't get to choose our earthly families for the most part. Very few people get to choose who's part of their family, right? We kind of just end up with them, right? Now some, amazing. Some people have wonderful, loving families. Other people don't. Other people do not like their families. Their families do not like them. Some people have amazing memories, amazing experiences, amazing relationships with their families. Other people have massive therapy bills, trying to undo hurt their family did to them. So we have a wide spectrum here. Remember, that's not what Jesus is hitting at. Jesus isn't really addressing the earthly family at all right now. He's highlighting spiritual family. He's talking about the primacy and the supremacy of the spiritual family, of the family of God, about being adopted into the family of God, and adopted in a very real way. We, Jesus says we become siblings of Christ, brothers, sisters. We become part of Jesus' family. So no matter where you come from, what you've done, your earthly family, anything like that, you have a place and a belonging in the family of Christ. And the New Testament talks about chosenness a lot when talking about adoption. So we saw a couple passages earlier that talk about it, but I want to highlight another one here in Romans. So this is Romans 8. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. 
It's the Spirit itself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. So notice this language here. This fellow heirs with Christ. Children of God. So adoption, especially in the Roman world around this time, was a very, very common thing. Um, They had really good spanning legal systems for how adoption worked and everything. And it was a very common thing. It was super common practice for someone in, in, in the higher class, a family in the higher class, to adopt a child from a lower class family, to basically come in, live with them, to try to pull this child out of poverty, try to bring them into their home. And everyone would have known about this process. It would have been very easy. You know, not easy, but very well known in common. I was trying to think of a rough equivalent, and it's probably because I'm a giant nerd. The only one I could think of was Batman and Robin. Think of the first Robin. Think of Dick Grayson. He's called Batman's Ward. that's, That's not a word we use anymore. But essentially, Batman, Bruce Wayne, billionaire, adopts a child, adopts Robin into his home, adopts Dick Grayson, whose parents have died. He's, he, he's homeless now. He's an orphan. He's adopted into Bruce Wayne's family. That's the closest equivalent I could think of, of, of something like that happening, but that was a common practice in the Roman world. So this is something the crowd Jesus is talking to knew and understood. <clears throat> Sorry. No, I scrolled too far. So that is what Jesus is getting at, this adoption. You are brought into the family of God. You are pulled out of your situation, out of your brokenness, and brought into the family of God. But there's one more thing in this passage that I want to highlight that I think often gets overlooked. Oh, yep, there it is, okay. So look at this last verse. Whoever does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, is my brother, sister, and mother. Does anything about that verse jump out to anyone? Anything? Anyone got any guesses? No one? No one? What? Not father. Sister. There's no sisters. There's no women mentioned in this passage at all. We don't know if Jesus had sisters. So what is going on here? Why go out of his way to add sister here? I think this is a subtle but really wonderful example of Jesus' gender inclusivity in ministry. You pull sister out of here, no one thinks anything of it because sisters aren't mentioned to showing up. So Jesus goes out of his way to add it in, to say brothers, sisters, and mother. This is Jesus making it clear that women have an equal part in his ministry, in the ministry of the church, in the family of Christ. And I think it is something that is just so subtle that it gets often overlooked, but I think is so important in this passage. It's Jesus going out of his way 
to put this in here. So that was just a little, a little side note I, I wanted to make sure you address. Now back to the main, the main topic here. What do we do with this, this family of God, this coming together as a family of God? What do you think the next slide is going to be? You should know, oh, it's the chart, the chart's back. <laughs> so, the chart, we happen to have a whole quadrant of this chart that is in about building the family of God, about coming together, growing into a family. Right there, there it is, right there. So how, how is this going? How is this working for us? You know, we have lots of opportunities to come together. We have Sunday mornings here, small groups. We have prayer times. We have short-term groups going on. We have all sorts of outside activities, opportunities for us to grow, for us to come together. Because that's what Jesus is getting at, the growing into a family. And the family of God is obviously expansive. It is not just this room. It is the church, big C, capital church, everywhere. But it is this room. This is our wing of the family of God, right here. And now, I said earlier at the beginning that you can't really choose your earthly family, right? But you can choose some parts of your family. All of us in this room right now have chosen to be here. We have chosen to be a church family. We could be anywhere else in the world right now, but we chose to be here, together. So let's keep choosing that. Let's keep choosing to be together, to grow together, to work together, to continue down this road, this growth, this journey of a Christian life. So that's what Jesus is really driving at here. The group that does the will of the Father, that's us. We become brothers, sisters, mothers, family of Christ, co-heirs with Christ, workers with Christ. That's an exciting prospect, right? That should bring us so much joy that Jesus says, yes, you are my brother, you are my sister. All of you are in the family together. And that's exciting. So, over this little bit, I will be following up with people. I, want, I will be texting, calling, you know, talking to you in person, just asking, how are all of these going? How are all these goals going? I want to hear fun stories about how they're going. You know, we're going to try to get people to talk about it to encourage us. If you're struggling with any of them, let me know. How can we equip you? How can we help come alongside of you to try to work on these, try to work on one or two of them. You know, it can be overwhelming to look at a whole list of them. Maybe just pick one, and we can work on that. So I want to be talking and communicating, just hearing your stories, hearing how these are going. That sound fun? I see some, uh, maybe, but <laughs> it'll, I promise it'll be fine. It'll be good. I, I won't be too badgery about it. <laughs> Join me as we pray.